The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Seekers. Hello, and welcome to Well Seekers. I'm Lucia, and I am so happy to be here. Um, just starting this very special five-part series called Coping Through Crisis that we're doing, um, a guide to help you rise and come back in your mental, emotional, and holistic health during this specific challenging time, um, but really any challenging time in general. Um, We were planning our spring show and we wanted to do something in this area around coping with challenging times. Um, And then of course the COVID-19 pandemic hit and we knew that now was the time to to talk about challenging times and how we can holistically approach them. Um, And now more than ever, we all are faced with gosh, just a challenging time in all aspects of our health. Um, Mentally, emotionally, of course, due to isolation, um, due to the extra stress of what this this time period brings and the fears associated with it, due to the grief that we all have collectively as a society, but also individual, our own individual griefs that we hold and we carry right now. Um, I know that I have my own and I've heard so many stories of people who have their own griefs going on right now. Um, So what do we do mentally and emotionally, but also physically? Um, How do we nurture ourselves physically, take care of ourselves physically, spiritually during this time? How do we nurture our family and our love? Um, How do we nurture our careers and our finances when there's so much pressure and stress going on? Um, So we're going to be talking about all of that um, from a place of helping you come up with a solution and also sharing stories, the stories, um, my own personal stories, my professional solutions, and um, of course, the stories from our guests as well that are going to join us over the next um, five weeks. So first of all, I hope you're all doing okay. Um, And to everyone listening to the show, I hope everyone in your life is safe and they are well. Um, I hope you are safe. I hope you are well. Obviously, I'm not broadcasting from my uh, office studio, but from my home. Um, And I decided we were going to launch video so you get to see my actual background um, of my home office in this video. So um, welcome. Welcome to my Wellseeker home. So in this um, episode, we're going to be talking with Dr. Danica Harris, who is a friend of the show. Danica is um, a a professor. She's also a a therapist, and she specializes in trauma. And before this um, pandemic actually even started, Danica and I had talked about putting a course together. Um, And we knew that we wanted to do something around... I have experience in trauma. She's very <laughs> well trained in trauma, and we thought that this was the perfect time to um, to release our course called "Coping Through Crisis," and then this five part series as well um, to go along and augment. We also have a free resource that I'm going to put attached to this podcast. If you're don't want to take the course or you don't have time to take the course, um, we want to make sure that there's a free resource. So I'm going to make sure that that free resource is available to you. This five-part series is really focused around what's going on right now for well seekers. Um, But I just want to say that everything we're talking about 
over the course of the next five weeks and also in the actual course course um, that I was just mentioning really pertains to any crisis and anything that you may be going through that is challenging you mentally and emotionally. Um, and that was really our intent behind it. It's something that you can save and you can use. The reason that these skills are so important right now, more than ever, um, that we're going to be talking about on Well Seekers specifically, the podcast, um, is because of something called resiliency. Resiliency is one of my favorite words. Um, it is basically having the tools to not only make it through challenging times or difficult circumstances, but to really come out the other side stronger. And we may end up in a different place, but it's going to be a place where we, we know mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, that we are going to be okay in our bones and in our marrow. Um, and that we even feel that more because we've made it through this past experience. So my hope for you at the end of these five weeks of this podcast and vlogcast is that you feel that in your bones, that you are going to make it out of this stronger. This crisis is going to make you more resilient. Um, and if you choose to do our course, that's my goal for you as well. But listening to this podcast and podcast alone, I hope at the end of this collectively and individually, we can all come out better, more resilient, and stronger. Um, of course, what we say in Well Seekers is you're going to rise and you're going to come back. And there's no um, other more appropriate time to say that, that you will rise and you will come back from this. So I also just want to take the time to validate that um, there's a lot of feelings going on right now, right? Like, I don't know about you, but since this whole thing started, I have just like, my heart is heavy. My neck's been pulled actually. Um, and I practice resiliency and feeling my feelings and self-care and everything that I talk about here, I truly, truly live in my life. And I am experiencing a lot of stress and I had to sit with that um, when I pulled my neck and say, what is going on? And I realized that I was feeling a lot of grief. And I think that there, as a society, we're feeling a lot of grief right now, right? And um, grief around grief and uncertainty. So those are the two words that I want um, to focus on today is grief and uncertainty. Because I know individually I'm feeling it. I hear stories all day long from people that are feeling it. Um, and I know collectively as a society, as a nation, but as a global society, I think we're feeling that. Um, uncertainty, of course, because we don't know everything we need to know right now about what's going on physically. Um, we don't know what's going to happen to us economically, as families, as individuals, as a nation. Um, physically, we don't know what's going to happen to us as families, as individuals, as a nation. And that causes a lot of mental and emotional toll, right? And that can look so different. If you're feeling that uncertainty, it can manifest as stress. And then more importantly, it can also manifest as anxiety and depression. And I don't want that. I don't know about you, but I've been through hard times before and what's happened is the stress is augmented, 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 and I haven't had the resiliency skills. At the end of it, I've been anxious and depressed. And I don't want that for you and I don't want that for me. Um, and I feel blessed and lucky that I have the tools now to practice the things that we're going to talk about in the next five weeks. But I really want you to know and honor that everyone is uncertain right now. And that is not an easy feeling 
to sit in. And when we feel uncertain, we tend to turn to things like escapism through alcohol or food. Um, I know that about a week and I had to catch myself food wise, like just mindlessly eating because I was just trying to escape sitting with myself and like feeling what was going on. Right. Cause it doesn't feel good to feel uncertain, but just cause it doesn't feel good. Doesn't mean that we can't get stronger during this mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And it doesn't mean that we can't, um, while we're doing that, recognize little moments of joy through all of this pain that's going on right now. Um, and these are some of the things that uh, Dr. Danica Harris and I are going to talk about when she comes on the show in a little bit. But I just want to say, I want to normalize and I want to say, you are not alone in this feeling of uncertainty. I also want to talk a little bit about, about grief. I know that I've heard so much grief and so many stories from people reaching out both personally and professionally about the grief they're going through right now. Um, whether it's not being able to walk in a high school graduation or go to a senior prom or a college graduation that they've spent so much time and money on, right? Or what about you're in the middle of your driver's, getting your driver's license, I've heard that, or um, being the parents, not getting to witness your child graduate from college or from high school or not, not being able to plan or take the summer vacation that you were looking forward to because we work so hard during the year or being in a job that you love and now that job is gone or it's changed or it's shifted. I know that people are going through fertility treatments. I know that people are trying to date. People are trying to um, work on marriages. People are trying to create families. People were trying to save, right? People are in the process of buying a house and all of a sudden all of this has stopped. And the result of that is grief. And grief is one of those things like uncertainty where there's no magical sort of formula of how long it's going to take to recover or the feelings that you're feeling. But the important part is identifying those feelings that you're feeling, talking about them, and then using some of the skills um, that we're going to talk about with Dr. Danica Harris um, when she comes on to come through these times of uncertainty and grief stronger. So I just want to say again, personally, I have been through so many times of grief and loss and transition and, and crisis, hence the coping through crisis um, that we're talking about. But there is nothing that I think that we can equate a global pandemic to. So the level of this and the magnitude of this, it is big. So if you're feeling these things, I just want to affirm you're feeling really big emotions that we haven't collectively felt since 1917. So I wasn't alive 1917. My dad was um, alive because he was older than my mom. But I remember hearing about some of the, the things that happened because of that, right? And it was this distant memory. And now we are here as a society and as individuals having to sit through a global pandemic. So it is a lot, but I promise you that we will get through this. You will get through this. Your family will get through this. Collectively, we will get through this. But there are ways to do that. Um, and there are ways to get through it and come out on the other side stronger. 
There are ways to rise. There are ways to come back. And we want to walk with you for the next five weeks through, through those next five weeks, through all of those ways. Um, so I'm going to be right here with you. Our guests are going to be right here with you. Um, I'll put links below, like I said, to our free resource guide and to the course that we created. And we are just going to, um, have extra videos, extra support, anything we can do. We also want to continue this conversation and have this be more of a two-way conversation. So make sure to reach out, um, on our Instagram as well. And I'll make sure to wrap up and give you all that information at the end. So, um, so we will be right back, um, with Dr. Danica Harris to talk about how we can cope through this crisis, um, specifically, but also crisis in general. So stick with us. We'll be right back on WellSeekers. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, Lucia Knight is here to help. We're gonna be a retreat and a treat for your day. A place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real life ways to bring wellness home. I'll see you tonight on Lucia at Night. You're listening to Well Seekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. And we're back on Well Seekers with our guest, Dr. Danica Harris. Danica has been on the show. How many times have you been on now, Danica? This is the third time. Oh, I knew. I thought it was more than once. Danica is a friend of the show and also become a friend of mine, which I so appreciate this connection and just your wisdom and everything you have to offer. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. And same right back at you. Oh, thank you. Um, so Danica and I, as I mentioned in the opening, have been working on a course called Coping Through Crisis, um, which is something that is needed, I think, in general for people who are going through a challenging time. But especially right now um, mm -hmm. is something that is so key. So we were talking about what is going on because <laughs> I know that I don't know if you've seen these memes going around about um, what you look like in March and what you look like in May when. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have noticed one of the big things my friends have talked about is escapism, like using mm -hmm. things to get outside of themselves. What is this sort of like frequency? I call it like this buzz, this sort of high level mm -hmm. frequency buzz that's going around. I have my own theory about it, but can you maybe shed some light from your perspective, what you think collectively is going on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think it's multiple layers. I think first and foremost, like everything is different. Everything in our daily lives looks different for most of us anyway. And as a trauma therapist, I tend to look at things from that lens. And, you know, I think when people feel trapped and helpless, that is a recipe for trauma. And right now people feel trapped and they feel helpless. They feel helpless around the pandemic. They feel helpless around like 
maybe being able to get out of their homes and create change or even just like go back to what is normal life. And I, I think that's really dysregulating. Like we kind of operate in a cognitive vein in our society. And so like, if we're not able to kind of do our normal functioning and kind of go on with our life as, as we like typically know it, I think that's really dysregulating. And I think, you know, one of the things we're seeing is the way that people cope with dysregulation is, is through trauma responses. And so I think there's a lot of heightened anxiety and that's, I think maybe speaking to like the buzz you're talking about, I think people are anxious. I think the fear of the unknown is um, really unsettling. And I think all of that's kind of just like swirling in our air right now. What about grief, Danica? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many correlations to this experience and grief. And I think it's something we're going to experience and on the other side of this, too, as we slowly start to return to what we perceived as our normal life before this. I so agree with you. I think, you know, there's so many different layers of loss here, too. So like loss of what what we knew to be true before, loss of routine, loss of structure, Um, I think, you know, people are feeling disconnected from their loved ones or friends, Um, maybe their like typical work environment, like where they got their social needs met. So there's like loss associated there. And I think like all of that is grief. And, you know, we don't know what is going to be on the other side of this for us or how long this is going to last. And so I think you know, not being able to like kind of predict the future. Like that's one of the things that we kind of count on, like, you know, well, this is going to end on this date. So I just have to tolerate it for this long. People can usually cope with that better. But when we have no sense of when this is going to end or when some new normal will be established, or, or like you said, kind of a return to what we perceive as our normal, you know, that unknown is unsettling. And I think there's like grief for all of the things we're currently experiencing you know, in the ways that we feel unsettled, grief and loss related to what life was and any sense of like normalcy that we had. And then also like anticipatory grief, like what is this going to look like on the other side? And will I like it? And will I be able to function with that? And like, how will my life be different? What will I lose that I had a hold of before? Absolutely. We're going to talk more about the course that we put together. um, And we also have a free resource sheet. So um, if you don't want to participate in the course for some reason. We also have great resources for you. But I also wanted to have a couple conversations with you so people could use this as a resource too. Mm -hmm. When people go through grief, what advice, wisdom do you have for them? You know, first and foremost, like if we can be as connected to our feelings in the moment, like be embodied, be present, um, be connected to our actual lived experiences in the here and now, that while it's uncomfortable, that tends to have better outcomes long term. So one of the things that will increase, I think one of the things we may see on the other side of this is an increase in dissociation and an increase in PTSD symptoms. And I think that may happen for folks who are like over-functioning, disconnected from their feelings, maybe engaging in escapism or avoidance. And so I think if we, while it is painful to be attached to grief, I think if we can feel the grief right now and honor it and acknowledge it for what it is, and also still be able to function in some capacity, then I think we're better off long-term because we're not like stuffing it down. We're saying like, this sucks. I'm in it. You know, I'll, if I can sit with it, I can move through it. Like, like feelings are only transient if we feel them. being in the here and now. Yeah. And I think that that's the exact opposite of what everyone's trying to do. It's like, (laughs) okay, now it's April 30th. I I think that's what it is for us in the East coast. I think that's national at this point. Mm -hmm. So let me just stuff this down. 30 more days, 29 days, right? And right, right. one of the reasons that I wanted, why we wanted to connect on this course, I know from my own perspective is that 
I think that's where my mind was at in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just go through this. Mm-hmm. So, like that old script from my own personal <laughs> upbringing of like, just suck it up. <laughs> yep. and, and what happens when I hear that is like, stuff it down. Right. Like suck it up really means stuff it down. And that's not good for anyone. And that's what, Mm. where I think trauma can get stuck. Mm -hmm. I know now that suck it up or stuff it down is not the answer, even if this was two weeks. Right. So I've re-engaged in some of the things we talk about in our course, um, which just to talk about it a little bit more, it's a five day guide to optimal mental and emotional health as you go through a crisis like this one. If someone's not really sure if they're sucking it up, what are some ways to know if we're not staying present? What are some of the Mm -hmm. sort of presenting symptoms of that? Well, I, I mean, I relate to what you were saying about kind of initially, like you were kind of engaging in that same process. I, me, me too. I think we're kind of like wired to do that. And I think there's a lot of cultural messages about like needing to move forward, especially if you're in professional roles or if you have some sort of status or whatever. There's like this idea that like, I've got it. It's fine. And so I know for myself, like that first week when we were kind of being told about you know, needing, you know, in Texas, we're like, really, it was like social distancing was kind of the first thing. And like, you know, need to be around groups of like six or less and, you know, try to keep space from people and that sort of thing. And I like found myself working really late at night and it like in a way that was like, not, not entirely necessary. It was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to keep going. So I think that's one way, like look for behavior changes. Like what, what are you doing? Like, there's no reason for me to work a a 12 or 14 hour day. There's no reason for that. I'm not under any sort of like crunch. Um, And it's just, even if I were like, that's not sustainable. So I think like looking at our behaviors and if we notice that we're like over-functioning, overworking, over-performing, over-creating, I think I'm seeing so many people that are like, I'm trying this many new recipes a week, or I've like remodeled a room in my house, or like I'm now I'm painting rooms or I'm decorating things or creating. And like, if that like serves you and feels in service of like your connection with yourself, that's fine. But if you're doing this to like keep yourself so busy that you're not feeling, I think that is such an indicator that we're disconnected. Mm. I think that's one thing, like the busyness. I also think like if you end up feeling an increase in fatigue or irritation, to me, those are also signs that you're probably pushing stuff away because it is exhausting to keep ourselves from our feelings. Like stuffing down grief right now, that would be very tiring. Yeah. And no, it, it is. Just, That's how yeah. I knew I was doing it. Right. <laughs> like, right. Well, and I mean, just feeling grief is exhausting, but especially if we're trying to distance ourselves from our feelings, I think what's, what we're more likely to experience is a, a heightened like fatigue or, ti- you know, we'll be more tired. And then I think also irritation, like kind of a shorter fuse with people because we don't have a lot of resources left. We're spending all of our resources to disconnect from ourselves. So I think those are two things that I see pretty frequently. I think that it's also, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that this is tough stuff. Yeah. When people come in and they do work in therapy, I always like to acknowledge how hard it is to do work. Just Mm. being right now in this is tough stuff. So tough. You are going through something real. I feel like it needs to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. What's happening, and I think you said it um, well in the beginning, just this total upheaval from our our life life as we've known Mm -hmm. it, that is Mm -hmm. so disruptive. Like that is Mm -hmm. a loss and grief and traumatic. And 
if you have any past experience with trauma or traumas in your life, it's going to kick all that up. Of course. And then even if you don't, this is traumatic in and of itself in, to mm -hmm. some degree. So just acknowledging that what you're feeling is valid and that it's real, I think. Because I think when I watch the news, it's like, okay, well, we just have to do this. We have to do, there almost is that sense of like, suck it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can still cooperate and understand the heaviness and the need for this and also feel like this is really tough. Like those can coexist. Oh, yes. I feel like that's that was a message I was talking about um, with my clients in therapy last week. Like we are allowed to have a dual awareness and have a dual reality where like we may still, many of us are still in positions, fortunately, to be able to continue to work. And so you might have to jump on a conference call. You might have something you have to deliver by the end of the day. And all of that remains true while you can also be attached to your feelings and while you can acknowledge like, wow, this is really sad. I feel really upset about what's happening or I feel really angry about it or whatever feeling you're having. Like two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So once we have these feelings, and again, the course goes into this in so much detail, but just to have a conversation about it um, as well, once we've realized, okay, this is this is a challenging time. And on top mm -hmm. of it, some people are experiencing their own specific set of loss around it. I know like students mm -hmm. that were supposed to graduate and don't get to have final activities with friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were retiring. Maybe you were just really excited about where your life was at. I've known women that were going, I think fertility clinics are still open, but some that wanted to start that can't start treatments now. Mm. Just so many different and varied levels of loss. Someone that lost a parent and they can't have a funeral just wow. different things that are happening in the next couple of months that aren't going to happen. So not only are we grieving this whole mass societal sort of loss and change, but now we have our own little individual big and small, right? On right, even right. just the change in work schedules enough to like in the past have sort of sent me over to, to like escapism, yeah. right? But add in all of this, these other layers and it's where do we start? Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think we did this course is to help people. This is where you start. Literally follow these five days. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to take our course because I believe in it so, so much. Mm -hmm. I want to rewalk myself through it. But where do we start? Where would you say? I think it's two things. I think it's getting in touch with like, what is actually going on for me and what do I need? So, you know, best, our best way to know what our needs are is to get in touch with our feelings. So if I know how I'm feeling, then I can better address what I am needing in the moment. And I think that was kind of our thought with the course, right? Like getting in touch with your feelings and then knowing from there, like, what structure do I need to create that's going to help me to feel like I have some sense of control over my day? Because since I feel like so out of control and then like what self-care things do I need to do to take care of myself when I am feeling the grief or the anger or the hurt or the pain or whatever, and then like, what do I need to do to stay present and still try to access some joy in the life that I'm living in this current moment? Because we can't just be living like in like waiting. We can't just wait for on the other end of this, I might be able to be happy again. Like we, we will live in such deprivation until that time that I think we're going to see such an increase in like depressive symptoms and, um, you know, anxiety and other mental health concerns. So it's like, how do we live in the here and now with the reality we actually have? So it's getting clear on what is and like, what do I need? And there's five components that we, we walk through every day, but feeling your feelings and accessing joy two really important things. And, mm -hmm. um, 
it's funny. I was on a show talking about this and the, the reporter was like, how do you access joy in a time like this? And like, you have to, like, this is, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but it is a critical and vital step in like coming out the other side and transitioning into whatever the next new normal is. Right. Right. Because joy is, I I've said this a little bit, but, um, before, but we have such an expectation that when we're in crisis, you cannot be happy. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like almost the opposite. When you're not in crisis, you have to be happy. It's like when you're in crisis, you can't be, um, happy, but that's absolutely not true. Just mm-hmm. completely get rid of any emotional expectation you've ever been told and feel your feelings. Right. Like that's right, right. And joy is one of those things that's can be really, really present in these times too, especially if you don't have time with your family and all of a sudden you have time with your family and you can engage in a meaningful, intimate way, right? Like that is such a joy that could come from this. So there are silver linings in this. They just may not be what we thought they were. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes so much sense. I think you're exactly right. Like we have to throw out the rule book right now. And I, I keep joking with my colleagues in, in my private practice, like there are no rules. <laughs> um, like when we're talking about like what time we go to bed or like what our normal routine looks like, like do I shower in the morning or at night? It's like, there's no, there's no rules. We do whatever we want these days. And, you know, and like, we're kind of laughing about it lightheartedly, but at the same time, I think like even giving that message to our bodies, like there are no rules, like it affords us to actually get in touch with like, okay, well, what do I want and need right now? Like instead of the shoulds, like, oh, I should be doing this schedule. I should be working out. I should be blah, blah, blah. Like we can throw that away. And in fact, that's going to be more limiting if we like hold rigidly to our shoulds or our ideas about what we ought to be doing. Like if we can be flexible with ourselves, oh my gosh, we're going to be so much better off. Absolutely. So I wanted to dive a little bit in detail about some of the other aspects of the course. I know we talked about structure, mm-hmm. which you haven't talked about yet. And you sort of just talked about it with the shower. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, because I've worked from home predominantly because I also teach online for years now. And I do feel better when I kick the day off with a shower, but it's like getting to know that stuff, right? <laughs> like right, right. When you leave your PJs, Lucia, and hop in the shower, you always, I just feel better. Even if I don't leave the house, I just feel better. Right. Sometimes I'm like, well, okay, if I shower, I'm not going to work out and put clothes on. So that's also true. So I need to balance that. <laughs> Like, um, but just learning what you want to bring into your new structure, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think you brought up an important point there. Like what part of your structure that you had before is going to be most useful to you right now? I feel the same way to me, like a morning shower is really rejuvenating and it, to me, it like almost cleanses away anything I carried over from the day before. Like I get to start really fresh, but if that is more draining or exhausting to you first thing in the morning, or if you need to have a day where it's like, you know what, not today, like hair up in, in my bun and in PJs all day, that's also entirely fine. We just can't have value on these things. Like what works for me and you, like, isn't necessarily going to work for someone else. And there just has to be flexibility around that. Mm. So one of the other things we talk about, Danica, is self-care and the concept of how it's not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's something that we do once we feel our feelings. So mm-hmm. how important is self-care to you? I think it's crucial. And and I think like I'm seeing this wave um, that I'm really grateful for around like conversations around self-care where people are starting to recognize self-care is not the spa day. It's not the 
you know, bubble bath. And I mean, it can be those things, but self-care is really about like what assessing one's needs in the moment. Like, what do I need right now? And like, do I need to get up and walk away from my desk for 10 minutes? Do I need to, um, you know, have like a walk outside, do whatever. Do I need to like get in touch with my breath? I think it's attending to what we're needing in the here and now. And that's one of the things that's going to serve us best. It's going to keep us present. It's going to keep us in touch with our feelings. So to me, self-care is just so, so important. So lots of good stuff that is in the course as well. Just talking about, we share both personally and professionally through this course. And because of everything that's going on, we've also decided to significantly, significantly um, just cut the cost of the course. So we'll give full details on that. And there's also a free resource Mm -hmm. for people that just want more info on what to do through this challenging and just really truly historic time. I mean, there hasn't been something like this since 1918 Mm -hmm. and I'm not even sure it was quite like this (laughs) to this level. Well, you know, what's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, like, yeah, since 1918, think about how our like society has changed. Like, you know, in some ways it's like, well, thank goodness for social media. Thank goodness for FaceTime and, you know, cell phones, things like that, where we can all stay connected. But at the same time, we are all more connected now. So there's potential for that to feel like a greater loss. So it's almost like while technology serves us in staying connected right now, it also may feel like we're more disconnected because we're used to being so connected. I completely agree. What do you think is going to be on the other side of this? Yeah. So I don't know if I share this with you. My, my dad was significantly older than my mom, like 30 years. Mm. And so obviously based on my age and then my mom. So my dad was actually a kid shortly after like that 1918 pandemic Mm. and how that manifested was literally, I mean, he also was a Colonel. So that was part of it too. But, Mm. um, it was like, wash your hands. You never know. Like the stuff that we're hearing right now Mm -hmm. was like my child, like when you go to someone's house, like make sure you wash your hands. You don't know what germs they have. I'm like, what do you mean? What germs? And it's because of, 1918. And he grew up with that with his parents. And I was like, this is going to be in us now. Like the wash your hands, whose house are you going to? How many people are they in contact with? At least Mm -hmm. for a short amount of time, this will be with us, if not longer. Oh, I think this is in our DNA. This is us moving forward. I think, you know, one of the things that kind of threw all this, I, I, you know, I've gone, ventured out to the grocery store a couple of times. And the last time I went, um, just walking around the aisles, I, you know, one of the things I observed is like, people were scared of one another. Like, I didn't want to be near each other. And, you know, we need to be social distancing. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm glad people are following the suggestions. But at the same time, like the looks on people's faces were like fear. Like, I don't want to be near someone. I don't know what you have. I don't know what your germs are. And it, that like, as a therapist, like walking around and just as an empathic person, like walking around the grocery store, I had tears in my eyes. Just like, it, I can't even believe like how life has changed where people are now afraid of one another. And that I think, you know, not to be overly bleak, but I mean, I think that's something we're going to carry forward is like, you know, worry about connection and, and those sorts of things. My experience as someone who had that sort of rare experience, because most people don't have dads that were 30 years older than their mm-hmm. moms. So you get such a different generational perspective firsthand. Oh, sure. And my experience is I, I understand him so much better through this. Oh, Because wow. that was some of the attitudes that like my Nana had and he had, especially my Nana. Mm. I am convinced now it's because of this. 
like because they lived through that. Yeah, it absolutely. It's so interesting to see what's going to happen on the other side. But I think the most important thing is that we can come out stronger on the other side. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking because like that's kind of the flip side of this, right? Like I'm I'm wondering if people will also feel like more grateful and more connected. And I'm not trying to say like we have to find meaning in all this, but I think there will be meaning in it. I think people will desire and value connection in different ways because we're we're all really closely and intimately aware right now of what it's like to feel disconnected, of what it's like to not have freedom and flexibility to like go to a restaurant with a friend or just even see a friend in person. So I do wonder if there will be like maybe a collective slowing down or maybe that's just my hope. (laughs) Like, I don't know, but like, can we really honor and acknowledge the things that really matter in our life outside of just simply productivity? I wonder that too, from a child perspective, because, you know, kids having so many nephews, like there's so many, they're like activity to activity to activity. So many children in my life, not just family. Mm. And I wonder how much of this is going to be like, what were we thinking? You know what I mean? Like, right. You can play one sport or do one activity. Like, that's enough. The rest can be family time. Right. Like, is it going to bring us back to family more, like you just said, time where we're not so, quote unquote, per, what we, view as productive, which can be counterproductive. Right, right. So much good stuff to think about. And um, I think that's the best message that if you do feel this, if you do access joy, if you do walk through some of the things that Danica mentioned and that we've been talking about, that you can come out the other side even stronger and more resilient. Mm -hmm. Dr. Danica Harris, thanks so much for joining us. And we're going to talk more about the course when we come back on Well Seekers and just give you more information on that. But if people want to find you, Danica, how can they get in touch with you? Probably the best way is on Instagram. So I'm at The Empowered Therapist, but I am also in private practice in Dallas. And my website is empoweredhealingdallas.com. Dr. Danica Harris, thanks so much for joining us. And thanks so much for being my partner in this course, Coping Through Crisis. Thank you. Yes, it's been great to do. Yeah. We'll be right back to talk about it a little bit more on Well Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless. And with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data. Coast to coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide. All with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. And we are back on Well Seekers. Um, Thanks so much again to our guest, Dr. Danica Harris, for her wisdom and her experience. Um, And thank you all so much for being here and letting us walk with you through this time and for the past almost two years that we've been doing this show, which I can't believe time flies. Two years just has flown by. Um, So before we go, uh, Danica and I talked a little bit about the course. I just, I truly believe in the skills of this course. Um, And I will make sure that the course link is below as well. But again, if you don't want to do the course, 
we are still going to walk with you um, and guide you through the next five weeks of this podcast, giving you incredible skills holistically. Um, talking a lot about mind, body, spirit, like meditation. How do we um, get in in touch with meditation in very specific ways? Um, we're going to be talking about love and uh, what if you are at home with a family or what if you are at home with a significant other that you really like or really are not having a great time with and not getting along with or what if you're at home with your parents um so we're going to be diving into all of it holistically taking on the mental part of this the emotional part of this the spiritual part of this the physical part of this um so that you know that you will get through this um so Make sure to check out wellseekers.com if you're listening on one of the other platforms that we're on, like iHeart or iTunes, and you can get more information on everything that I'm talking about. Otherwise, if you're listening on our website, make sure to click below and you can at least get that free resource, if nothing else. From all of us here at Wellseekers, we truly, truly want you to know that our hearts are with you, our minds are with you, my prayers are with you, and I'm so honored to be able to walk with you, and I want to walk with you over the next five weeks to help you rise and come back stronger through this incredibly challenging time. So know you're not alone, know you're going to be okay, and know that we will all collectively come out on the other side of this better and stronger. Until next week, we'll talk to you soon and make sure to stay in touch with us on Instagram at Wellseekers, on Twitter at Wellseekers, on Facebook at Wellseekers. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Lucia Naz. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback, your comments, your questions, your stories. We want to hear the good stories. We want to hear the challenging ones. And we truly want to see and do whatever we can to help you through these next five weeks. So from all of us here at Well Seekers, you will rise, you will come back, and we will be here right by your side. We'll see you next week on Well Seekers. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.